Our scripture passage today is six verses from Luke chapter 10. It's Luke 10, 17 to 20, and 23 to 34. If you want to follow along in the Bible, in the rack in front of you. Back in July, for his elder sermon, Greg, Greg Thomas preached on the opening verses of Luke 10. Greg called it Jesus' own art of neighboring workshop because Jesus sent 72 followers into nearby neighborhoods to discover God at work in the lives of whoever they, they met. Later in the middle of the same chapter of Luke's gospel, those 72 return from their adventure and report back to Jesus. Here's what they have to say. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, and I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Then Jesus returned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but do not see it, or did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. This is the word of the Lord. So, back in July, as Forrest just told us, Greg Thomas stood right here, and he made the case that we did not come up with the idea of the art of neighboring. Jesus did. And Luke tells us all about it in the 10th chapter of his gospel. In the first 16 verses of that chapter 10, Luke tells us how Jesus ran 72 of his followers through his own art of neighboring workshop. And then he sent them out in pairs into nearby neighborhoods to practice what they had learned. And he told them, okay, go up and knock on the door and say to whoever opens that door, peace to this house. And if they don't slam it in your face, keep the conversation going. Break the ice. Get to know them. Eat with them if they invite you to dinner. And in that encounter... The kingdom of God has come near. All summer, as a congregation, we've been enrolled in that same workshop, Jesus' Art of Neighboring Workshop, because all summer we've been asking Jesus to teach us what it looks like to take seriously his command to love our neighbor, starting with the eight households that are closest to our own. All summer, as we've been enrolled in this workshop, these five doors have stood on this chancel week in and week out, symbolizing the thousands of encounters that you have been having in your neighborhoods each week. As you have knocked on doors, as you have rung doorbells, as you have brought cookies over, or maybe started a conversation at the mailbox like my mom would have, or maybe on trash day as you dragged the bins out to the curb. You have been having these encounters all summer. And you know what the best part of it has been for me as pastor? 
in countless conversations all summer, you've been sharing with me encounters that you have had, surprises that you've discovered, conversations or new neighbors that you've made or certain experiences that you've had. You have been reporting back to me from the field and it has been great. In fact, I would say it's not a whole lot different than what happened in the first art of neighboring workshop that Jesus ran. Because in verse 17, Luke tells us that these 72 disciples, after their summer of hands-on neighboring, could not wait to get back and to tell Jesus what had happened, what they had experienced, to tell him about conversations that they've had and people that they've met. Because while not every encounter they had was entirely positive, and Jesus had prepared them for that. The overall experience was one of deep joy. Because whenever we connect, whenever we make a new friendship, whenever we experience true community, it is a beautiful and joyful thing. Is it not? That is the same joy that I have seen on each one of your faces as you have told me stories of what's been going on in your neighborhood. I would even push the parallel between our experience this summer and this passage a little further. The 72 come back and they tell Jesus that even the demons had submitted in the face of their intentional neighboring. Well, there's a sense in which that has taken place in your neighboring as well. All summer, week by week, we have taken seriously and we have honestly faced the forces that are arrayed against us in our neighboring. We've talked about the forces of fear, the forces of time, of anxiety, of cultural differences that breed suspicion, differences in faith commitments we might have with our neighbors, ethnic backgrounds, immigration status. What you have been reporting to me is that even these demons submit when you have dared to step out in Jesus' name and break the ice. Even these diabolical barriers crumble. Maybe not in every instance, but more often than not as you step across that threshold. You may think that all that's really happened on your street, among your neighbors, is a couple of conversations or maybe... Uh, a few names that you now know that you didn't know, or maybe a friendship that you now have. I want to invite you to perceive what has been going on instead with kingdom eyes. Because whether you know it or not, something supernatural has been taking place. I would say that even in the most innocuous conversations, when you truly connect with a neighbor, what you're connecting with in them is the Holy Spirit already at work in their lives? Maybe even without them knowing it. And that is why that encounter and that connection brings such joy. In fact, Jesus says it is something that prophets and kings wish that they could have been a part of. But that we, we who live in the reality of the risen Jesus and the unleashed Holy Spirit can experience by just walking next door. 
And that causes us to rejoice. Not just that those barriers are crumbling, but that our names too are written in heaven. When you see God creating friendship and community when there was none, when you see barriers of of culture and separation and awkwardness fall, that is no small thing. That is God at work. And that's why, as those 72 report back to Jesus, all they had experienced, what they had discovered in their own neighboring adventures, Jesus says to them, he says to them this sentence, I want you to listen to it, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. In fact, I want you to practice it right now. Say it with me. You ready? Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. And the reason I had you practice it is that we're going to be saying it a whole lot over these next 15 minutes because Forrest and I are going to be circulating around the sanctuary and we're inviting you to give your reports back from the field, from a summer of neighboring. Now, I thought about this. We're giving 15 minutes for this. And if 72 disciples here want to share, that would be 12 and a half seconds each. So we're talking brief. We're talking 10 or 15 seconds, just a couple of sentences, something that you've discovered, something that you've experienced. And at the end of every individual report, we're going to say together, let's say it together, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Our neighborhood is pretty awesome. Um, we go camping together every year. Oh, my gosh. And okay. uh, have a great time. Way to set the bar high here. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Ready? Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Um, I have a next-door neighbor who is disabled and has some problems, but he is jobless, and I am trying to help him get a job at my company. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Our next-door neighbor, uh, long-time next-door neighbor, his um, wife passed away this spring. We were invited to the memorial service. We went, and when asked, uh, how do you know um, uh, Abby? And we said, why, we're their neighbors. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. I discovered a neighbor through a block party at our house a few weeks ago. I discovered a neighbor that was deaf and could not speak. But I always thought she just ignored me, didn't say hi or wave or acknowledge me in the yard, but I discovered why. <laughs> Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Joel is head of the Pinochle Club in our community, and one day when a woman didn't show up who had said she would be there, he practiced the art of neighboring and went to knock on her door. Sure enough, she had fallen, couldn't get up took the medics to get the air conditioner out of the window so they could get in to help her. Wow. wow. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Sean. Uh, so my wife and I hosted um, a block party uh, for the second year in a row. And uh, we set out a bunch of invitations. And last year, we had like f six families RCP, And no one RCP'd. And uh, the day of, we were like, well, we hope people show up. And we had about 30 people come. Um, and most of them were kids, about our kids' age. So it was really cool to get to know all the kids in our neighborhood. Awesome. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For the last four years, I've been eating breakfast every Friday and Saturday morning with my fabulous neighbor who was 98 years old when she passed away just a few weeks ago. 
Mm. But I love I loved her so much. Wow. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Mary. In, in our neighborhood, uh, the kids are the ones that uh, get everybody together. When the kids are at the park, um, all the parents come and visit together. But uh, sometimes we have Nerf gun fights with the kids, <laughs> with my grandkids. And then all of a sudden, about you know, seven or eight little kids show up with their Nerf guns and we all... Spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Neighbors call. <laughs> um, when we did the original neighboring series and we were really talking about inviting people over, it was something we really wanted to do, but it just seemed really hard. It just, we were busy, it didn't happen, and Kasana here was the one that kept reminding us, and I think it was actually almost a year after that that we finally got the neighbors, two different neighbors over. And um, the neat thing is that just that has made it so that instead of just saying hi, um, you know, one of them told us how he was going to propose to his girlfriend before he did it. The other <laughs> one, you know, just told us how they're pregnant and for the first time. And so it's just brought our relationship to a whole different level. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. If you ever want to get to know your neighbors, you need to get a little dog. Two years ago, we acquired a dog, uh, not really planning on it. Uh, Giff walks the dog three times a day. He has people that come out from Mill Run to say hello to Pumpkin. He has <laughs> Bob Anderson who comes out in the morning and says hello to Pumpkin. Just get a dog. We know. <laughs> Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Several months ago, our neighbor moved, and we were all anticipating who was going to be moving into the house next door to us. And over the last several months, we see a car once in a while. You know, the, the sold sign came down, but we we're never seeing anybody. And and um, we saw some people starting to do some work on the outside of the house. And I stopped and talked to him when I was at the mailbox. And um, his, his uh, accent said that he wasn't, you know, from the United States originally. And uh, he said, yeah, uh, my niece and my, uh, is going to be moving in with us or moving into the house and we're remodeling. And we just never saw anybody. And we we're just like, what's going on? And yesterday, Forrest and I were out in the yard, and I saw somebody working in the, in the backyard next to us, and he said, yes, I'm the father, or I'm the grandfather. They just had a baby two days ago. They moved into the house. I'm like, I don't know when the moving truck came in. I never saw it. So we're really excited that we now have uh, new neighbors and a, a brand new two-day-old baby. So we're going to go over today. All right. Oh. <laughs> Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Substitute grandkids, I think. <laughs> Good. So a few years ago, we got new neighbors, um, a Korean family with young kids. And the husband is in the military. And when they moved in, they didn't have a lawnmower yet. And it was getting taller and taller. So we knew they were going to be getting one. But I went over and, and mowed their lawn for them. That kind of started the relationship. And thanks to uh, a new family here, I was able to find out how to greet them in Korean. 
and um, unfortunately our freezer door was left open and I had a lot of food that we weren't going to be able to eat. So I ended up contacting some of my neighbors and invited them over to uh, partake <laughs> in food that they would be able to eat in the next few days. But I, I was able to, when I was done, I was able to say to Seiran, Anyang Haseyo, which was nice. Got a nice smile out of her. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Mine is reverse of neighboring. Uh, for 33 years, I, every Christmas, uh, I had a neighborhood, all the neighbors in for a Christmas party. And every summer, I had a picnic in my yard, my husband and I. And we did that for 33 years. Wow. But now that I am an old, decrepit, 92-year-old, I can't <laughs> do it. And it sure is hard mm. when you've done it so many hard many, many years, and then you can't do it. Mm -hmm. So keep doing, keep plugging away as long as you can. Thank you. Because it's hard when you can't. Blessed are the eyes that have seen what you see. I've got uh, eight neighbors that surround me, uh, abutting my property, <clears throat> and I've invited three of them to dinner. <clears throat> one at a time, and the fourth one I ran into out at the mailbox, and they said, when do we get invited? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, how does Tuesday night look for you? And they said, Tuesday night's great. So it's working out great, and they're talking about doing it on a more repetitious basis through our neighborhood. So Thanks, Jeff. That's working. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. I consider this a experience, as David expressed, a workshop that our forefathers and, and mothers have gone before us in the 72, we learned from the master. And that you, Gary, and David, and Kurt, and Diana, and Mary, are the neighbors that have encouraged and empowered and inspired me to love the, maybe the eight houses around, but also to look into the other whoever that might be, whether they are good with uh, graffiti or not, <laughs> I have to, how is God in seeing them through God's eyes? And this has been a wonderful experience. Thank you, David. Oh, great. Thanks, God. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Um, last winter, um, it snowed about two feet in total on our neighborhood. At one point, when there was about a foot of snow on the ground, we towed our sleds up to the biggest hill in our neighborhood. Everybody, most everybody was already there. The, someone had built a jump near uh, the snow near the bottom. We had a great time. Someone actually brought like food and there were campfires and we roasted s'mores. And it was totally awesome. That's the best. Oh my gosh. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Um, seven years when we, ago when we downsized, we moved in our beautiful little neighborhood, and our first day had some really rough uh, greetings from neighbors who said, you can't do this and you can't do oh, that. No. And we just said, okay, uh, we're here. God's put us here. We've got to keep loving on these people. And um, 
now we just have great relationships with people who, who, who it started out really rough. And I have to brag on my husband who is outgoing, as you know, and he has been such a great neighbor to widows in our neighborhood and helped them on many occasions, even before they were widows, with husbands who were ailing and needed help and just has created this, you know, great association of, of neighbors. And this summer when we were having trouble with doing things, they surprised us by coming over and doing garden work in our yard and nice. blessed us. So all right. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. <laughs> Hang on. We have a mom edition here. <laughs> my neighborhood is where I go. It isn't just my neighborhood. I go to the Mill Creek Retirement Home, and uh, I, have a fr uh, I greet people there all the time, and I have a friend that I discovered had kidney cancer yesterday, so we need prayers for Peggy. And also, um, I have a friend that had a stroke and speech impediment. I, she told me she was moved to a retirement home, assisted living, close to North Shore Senior Center. Well, there's only three or four assisted living buildings over there, and I could not understand what she said. So after the third building, I located her, and she needs prayers and also her significant other fell and broke his back in rehab. So we need prayers there. So I have a big neighborhood. No kidding. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. We have a neighbor that is uh, very private and had a lot of things coming at him over the past few years, some of which are pretty common knowledge. And he confided in me uh, a couple of weeks ago that his daughter was killed in an auto accident, but he didn't want anybody to know. <laughs> And I have, was having a conversation with another neighbor who knows everything about everybody in our neighborhood. And it, she asked about this guy, and, and it came out, and I wasn't really supposed to tell her, but it came out by, it just came out. And she reached out to him and saw another neighbor, and he has physically, as well as the mental issues, ready to give up on life. And... Uh, so much so that they got him into the hospital and had some tests done, and we'll see where it goes, but at least we're able to pray for him now, and actually I think it's going to turn out good. Thank you. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Gretchen. I've been close to my neighbors for a long time. I've been in my house for about uh, 15 years or so, but uh, we've gotten even closer uh, lately because we're all talking about the four neighbors across the street that we lost. Mm. Uh, their houses have been demolished and we oh. are going to be getting, looking forward I think, to 44 new neighbors across the street. But we are all <laughs> out there wiping our mail, dirt off our mailboxes and everything oh, right no. now. So a lot closer. It's a new opportunity for neighboring. <laughs> Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Can I get Joel?
About three years ago, uh, Sue and I purchased a manufactured home. We found a nice lot and prepared to move in. I immediately discovered that, gee, I was going to take away the green space from my two neighbors. And particularly on my property line were two beautiful rhododendron trees that would have to be removed for the house to get in. So with some trepidation, I knocked on this new neighbor's door, who I didn't know what it was, an elderly woman came to the door. I said, hi, I'm Joel. She says, hi, I'm Mert. I'm 91 years old. I said, Mert, we're going to be your new neighbors, and I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to remove those three rhododendron trees, which she probably planted. And she teared up a little bit. She says, well, okay. And then I thought, inspired, I said, hey, you know, she'd been a gardener. And I said, I see an overgrown gardening um, plot next to the driveway or the garage that we share. Could I restore that? We would enjoy having the flowers. And he said, oh, sure, that would be great. And so I said, thank you. And I went off, got my tools, and started. And in minutes, Mert came out with her sun hat on, and we spent a couple hours digging weeds in a garden that we would now restore. That's great. <laughs> Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Are there any more? met a neighbor for the first time after walking my rescue dogs, senior rescue dogs, and in the course of conversation, uh, I let it slip out that I really love music and I was starting to do um, connect here musically. And uh, her father had just had a stroke and was a, a big bluegrass player, plays a lot in the local area, and they invited me over to just sit at his feet. I, I wanted to be a student. So I went over with the idea that I was going to learn something from him and it turns out he didn't play a single note, um, but he had me play some music that I had written. Suffice it to say, when God calls you into something, sometimes he turns the tables. And the next thing I know, we're singing hymns. Whoa. And uh, I don't know what his faith was, but, but some of the old-time gospel hymns really uh, gets to a person's soul anyway. And I'd written a piece, a love song to Jesus that uh, I hadn't played in years on the piano. Before we know it, the door is like opening up to spiritual issues, and I felt like, wow, this this is going to encourage future conversation. I just, oh my god! I walked away just scratching my head, thinking, wow, that's a God thing. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Siam. Hey, this is Siam here. Uh, so I was thinking, like, well, should I say this here or not? So I think it's it's a good opportunity for me to share uh, the help I received from my neighbors. Uh, so we moved to the current. Uh, house about a year ago, and uh, it was in the winter when we were in India. And by the time I came back, it was huge snow piled in front of my home, and I was not able to enter my home. So, and the community, the whole community, it's a brand new community, so everybody is new in that, and mm -hmm. no one really started getting to other well and uh, get to know well. Uh, so I was worried. I know I have a phone number of one of my neighbor uh, who lives, who works in my same company with me. So I just called him and uh, just asked about uh, help because I had some few luggages to get into my home and they, there's no way I can drive up. It's kind of up the hill though. Uh, so he helped me there. Uh, he said, okay, I can come there. And he helped me to uh, get there inside. And after entering into my home, I realized that there is no heater. It's not working. So I was so uh, sad, like it was so cold outside and the same as inside too, because there was no heater. Okay. Uh, so then I told him what to do. Then uh, after some time, he just left. Then he said, OK, let me know if you need any help. Uh, then I was thinking, like, what should I do at this point? Then, uh, 
suddenly, like, I got a call from an unknown number who is my neighbor on my right side, who came and offered his uh, the portable heater, so that itself is good enough for me to sleep over that night. And also, on that night, I had to shovel the snow over. I had no experience doing this over. <laughs> no. And uh, I just, uh, I, and I, I didn't have a shovel at all at my home. So <laughs> I went uh, to the other neighbor. Uh, then I asked, hey, can I borrow your shovel? In fact, it was surprising to me. He, uh, he gave his shovel, and also he came and helped me to do through overnight. So it was a wonderful experience for me. And that was an opportunity for me also to bump into there, uh, to get to know them well. And at least I know around 50% of my neighbors at this point. Yeah. Cool. Sam, thank you. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. So I am going to invite, there's countless other stories in this room right now, and that's why we're having a picnic. It is an opportunity around tables at the picnics to talk about neighboring experiences that you've had in your neighborhood.